Welcome back to another episode of Excuse My Grandma. It's Kim and my co-host, Grandma Gail. So we are joined by Jared Freed. He's a New York City comedian, host of the J Train podcast and You Up podcast for Betches. He also live screams The Bachelor and Bachelorette on Instagram, which is my favorite thing. I was just showing my grandma. It's funnier than the actual show. We love it. Thank you. Well, very the much. actual show is pathetic, so we have to <laughs> hope it's funnier. Yeah, it's 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 about looking at it through a different lens. So it's it's trying to make it more fun. I've noticed like The Bachelor, Bachelorette. I didn't realize how seriously people took it and started, until I started like making fun of it. It's like you realize this is a. 30 men dating one woman, right? Like so ridiculous. <laughs> but they love it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we even we we talked to Ben Higgins yesterday and he was even like, yeah, I think the show's on its way out, which was interesting. Ben said that? Yes. Wow. Well, and he's the- he, didn't, he hoped it was not. Yeah, of course. But he was like without Chris Harrison, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I thought, you know, I thought he was too old for the show no matter what. Like I I I thought he had aged out of it as, and that isn't to say that he couldn't have been on a different show, but like his comments were tone deaf, but it's interesting to watch the bachelor bachelorette audience get on a high horse about tone deafness when the show is completely tone deaf. So, so it's, it's weird where people pick and choose where they get to be a good person. The show was on for 40 season and it took 38 to get a black bachelor. So like you were watching the show while this happened, enjoying it. And then all of a sudden you found uh, the place to be conveniently um, angry at someone. So I do, But then Chris Harrison, when he started hosting the show, he was like the wingman, you know, and, and then slowly he gets older. The contestants say the same age. You know, the Matthew McConaughey, like, I keep getting older, they stay the same age. And then it started getting weird. Like, I would even make jokes about it. I'd be like, I'd be like a dad coming down at a slumber party. Be like, who wants cookies? You know, like, it just wasn't. And, and so when he goes on, you know, whatever that interview, he sounded like someone who was disconnected from the youth. And, mm-hmm. and it's all it's all ridiculous. First of all, who, who believes <laughs> who believes this thing is really happening? Twenty guys in a mud bath over this girl. It's just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But all right, I think the youth have to figure out where they're going in this world. Stop well, watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. <laughs> Gail, I'm with you. I think it's a ridiculous show. I think the small moments is what people relate to. Like on the big scale, totally agree. It is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It's ridiculous, but. Then you have the moments where you just two people talking. You're like, I've been on this date or when they end it with someone, you know, like a breakup, like you're watching a breakup. Like, what do you say? And it's like you realize, like, you know, everyone says at the end of a relationship, they're like, I want closure. And then you watch these people try to give closure. And it's like this dumb monologue. You're like, yeah, no one has the answers. So it's, it's kind of comforting, you know? Well, so you also just went through a breakup. Did you take tips from The Bachelor and Bachelorette when doing that or literally zero? No, zero. The opposite. I sounded like one of them when trying to explain myself. Um, The heart wants what the heart needs, you know, like just constant bullshit just because I don't, you know, everyone, I don't have any answers. You know, like I, I do a podcast where I speak confidently and loudly and ridiculously and I'm just whenever I talk about dating stuff, it's commiseration. I'm not an expert. I don't I'm going through this with the audience a lot of times, whether I've been in a relationship or out of a relationship or dating or single or anywhere in between. 
So I'm just trying to like relate to people. And, and the, the one thing I've realized, especially like because we have a mainly female audience is like, this is serious business to a lot of women that write in. And to me, and it's, it's interesting. Like I find it funny. Like I find the bachelor funny. So, and it's, it's, you have to realize like to some people, like uh, the guy you're dating is, is, is closer to me than, than you want to believe. So if I'm having a fun time with these questions, like you have to realize like a lot of the guys you're dating, like might not be looking at things in the same serious kind of wormhole that you're looking through mm -hmm. or not thinking about it really at all. It's like in the yeah, back of their ten, mind, men are thinking 10 minutes ahead of time. That's men about are it. different than women. Give us Gail, a little background not... where, where, where you went to school, where you grew up. Give us a little I, bit of that. Cause it's interesting I, before we start asking the other dating question, the other stuff I, I'm from outside of Boston town called Needham. Um, I grew up there. It's next to, yeah. Newton is the town people usually know. Uh, my dad and half my family's from Newton. Um, so I'm from Needham. And then I went to Penn State and I, I a big school. I, you know, I went for the millennial reason of like, uh, like I went to Penn State for like the most millennial reason ever, which is like, like partying. Yeah, the experience. I want the experience, football. which is like football. <laughs> football. football. I, yeah, I was like, it's a big school. It's fun. Like, you know, not, not thinking of future at all. Um, that's why I'm in a hotel in Nashville right now at 36. Um, so, I, yeah, I want to be in the Hamptons with you guys. So I, um, so I, I, I went to college just like to have fun and like my, you know, like my parents didn't go to big schools. They like, you know, they went kind of like, you know, around Boston for a couple years. Didn't really do that thing. So like, they were like, yes, go, whatever. And then I got out of college with a, you know, a degree in economics, whatever that means. Like that, I only did economics because you didn't need a, a like a 3.0 GPA to get into the business school with an economics degree. So I was like, I'll do that. You know, that gets me a business degree, whatever. So I did. I, I, I and then I started I was like, I want to move to New York for, again, a bad reason, which is like young people go to New York and there's going to be women. <laughs> so um, I was like, I got to find a job. And I, I started selling life insurance and I was like, really like I wanted a job. Like I really wanted to work and hustle. Like I wanted to like, you know, I, I wanted like to end the day being like, Oh, I, 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 you know, closing deals type of shit. So I, I, um, I started doing that and it just wasn't for me. And I was kind of just like, you know, you know, my family's advice was like, don't leave a job before you have your next job type of thing. I, I basically was like the best part of my day back when I was in, you know, post college, there were these group emails that would like the group email would set up the weekend and it'd be like 20 people from various parts of my life, Boston, Penn State, New York, whatever. And everyone would be like busting chops. Everyone would be making fun of each other. And if I made fun of like the group, I'd be spending my day writing these emails and, and if someone like went off the email chain to be like, that was so funny. It was like a, it was like a drug. Like it felt so good. And I was like, okay, how do I do that every day? How do I write emails making fun of my friends every day for work? <laughs> and well, that was a start because I was so directionless. Like I, I knew I wanted to be creative. I knew I wanted to be entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial. Uh, my, my parents, you know, my family's all like business people, like, but like, not like, you know, I always I split Jews into many groups. Um, there's like, you know, there's there's like Dr. Jew and then there's like social worker Jew and then there's like salesman Jew. Like my parent, my family's salesman Jews, you know, like. <laughs> right. So like they always sold. So I was like, I want to I want to be salesman Jew. That's who I am. You know, so 
I'm like looking for my place. What am I going to do? What am I good at? I just want to be passionate about something. I want to be sprinting and I'm walking right now. And I was like, how do I sprint? And I was like, I want to be, you know, I started looking at open mics around New York City to do stand up. And I started being like, I, I just like writing these emails. And I, I was like, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I got to I got to create something. I feel like I'm just selling things that aren't mine and I don't feel ownership over. So I kind of pulled my parents aside. I was like, I'm going to do comedy like I want to do. I want to be a I want to be a comedian. And, and my dad was like. My dad kind of got it right away. He was like, oh, you want to be like one of the guys on 30 Rock, uh, like one of the writers sitting around the table. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to knock on the door at 30 Rock. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd like to be a writer. They're going to hire me right away. It's, it's not, not going to happen that way. And then my mom didn't get it. I think Jewish moms, moms generally just want the easy answer. The doctor, lawyer, that's perfect. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wall Street, because it's easy to explain because I, I, I've kind of thought about it. It's like, my right. son's a doctor. End of conversation. Right. I did a good job as a mom. Right. It's all explained. <laughs> you know, like a podcast, it doesn't come into that term. No, Thanks. what a, 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 ca a cast <laughs> pod. You don't, you don't, you don't fill the bill. The two of them. No, 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 no. No friend is just the, the conversation isn't done there. <laughs> you know, it's hard to explain. You ever had your mom explain what you do? It's like well, you don't even know what a podcast is. You told oh, someone yeah. we had an app the other day. Gail, Gail, you're sure. on one right now. <laughs> FYI. I know. I, I know we're on it. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how I to know. tell somebody to get on the thing. I said, go it's, to Apple, go to podcast, go to Spotify. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have no clue. You're explaining my life, Gail. It's like listening to my mom. Uh, now it's like it's turned into what it's turned into. I'm, you know, I, I'm a comedian and I, I do stand and, and I do stand up and, you know, everything is about doing stand up for me. Like I, I only want to do stand up. I want to do theaters. I want to do Madison Square Garden. Like that's like, you know, dream upon dream. I want to go on, you know, Fallon. I want those things to happen. But, you know, stand up is the prize, as, as I was told. You get to do stand up if you do the other things. Like if people show up to see you do stand up, it's because of something else. And I've never had the 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 privilege of being like booked on anything. Like I, I've never no one's ever come up to me and been like, Jared. You got the thing, kid. Like, and and I, I that makes me, you know, frustrated. Wait, wait, sometimes. Jared, you got the thing, kid. No, thank you, thank you. I got it. You got it. You know, you're going to Hollywood. So now that you kind of are established as a comedian, and you get the label of like funny guy, I feel like I haven't heard this talked about that much of like what it's like to date the funny guy and like maybe the pressure you feel. Like, I'm sure it's really annoying if someone's like, "Tell me a joke" and stuff sure. like that. Well, I don't think I'm funny. The, you know, I think I, <laughs> right? Thank you, Gail. I don't think on a date you're funny. No, that's not no, true. No, no, no. Oh, you can't can be funny on a date. I think you know. See, I think good dating, good relationships are are improv or are two person improv, and it's not stand up. Stand up is a bad date. Like me performing for the other person, that's a horrible date. I I need to shut up. I want to listen. But I feel like best... sometimes I go in with the same bit every time. I'm like, I know I'm going to make these three jokes. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Like, now you're, like, performing for that person. Like, you want to perform together. Like, you want to be Abbott and Costello, you know? Like, you want to do, you know, like, I think those are the most fun relationships. That are like, that's why, like, couples aren't funny. You know, like, you know, couples are like, you know, you got to hear this story. And you're like, well, that's fucking stupid. You know, like, and then, but to them... They're enjoying each other like that's improv. We're doing our own scenes like so I think it's different because, again, like a lot of people like, you know, now I'm going back into the dating world and I'm reliving some of the things that annoy me and are, are 
tough like you know the idea of like tell me a joke oh i thought you're i thought you'd be funnier than this and it's like i'm not i i guess you thought wrong you know like i i'm you know i have to chill out too you know so but i i think like the idea of like funny gets or it, it's a show don't tell thing like you know like i i you know when i go on stage i go on stage last night like you know, there's people in the crowd that don't know me. There's people that do know me, which is very nice. Um, but the ones that don't know me, they're like, you know, what do you got? Prove, you it. Know, and prove, I, it. I, prove, prove it. it, right? And it's I can't say, well, I'm fun. I have to go and sing, dance, and dust. I gotta yeah. put on the show. So it's it's. It, I, I think in dating world, it's a lot like that. Like, what do you got? You know. So on a dating app or over text or whatever it is, um, when responding to like prompts or sliding to someone's DMs. Is there like now that you're back in the dating pool, a way that like a certain thing that you always like go with? Like what what tips would you give to people for what um, to slide in with? I don't know. I think be I think like we're all narcissists. So like if you make it about someone's profile, because like, you know, like the, your profile on whatever it is, whether it's Instagram or a dating app is your your art piece. You made that. So if you compliment that or answer to that, that's a good opener because it's specific to them. It's not just like copy and paste, right? So you want an answer that like is to the, you know, like that speaks to the whole thing, you know? So I, I, I Gail, what do you think of all this? Like, I, I, I'm interested in your opinion. Well, I think it's so safe because <laughs> you guys never make a commitment. You're constantly looking for somebody else. Um, and you're making dating too hard. It yeah. used to be you go out, you had a hamburger and you had a soda or a milkshake and you sure. talked You talked about what you were looking for in the future, what made what might have been funny yesterday. And, and both of you either said, yes, I love it or no. And now it's so much emotional, so much yeah. analyzing, analyzing. If I had to analyze my dates, I would have never gone on a second date in those days. Well but I'm talking about the fifties and the sixties when everybody, nobody analyzed because everybody was probably nuts anyway. So we never even thought. About it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got, there wasn't as much self-diagnosis then. Definitely um, not. Definitely not now for better or worse. We all realized course. we were crazy as we went on, but we went crazy together. Sure. Uh, whereas I think now there's a lot of fear and commitment and in getting into a relationship. Well, also we've talked about like being exclusive with someone you're like, Oh, so they're boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm like, no, no, no. We're, well, that's that's like, we that have five theory. more steps until we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Well, I, <laughs> well, it's, well, it's also fear of failure. I think too. Like, um, I, I think like, like listening to you talk about like going on a date and talk, like there was also not a bar, like these dating apps are basically a bar. Like if you think of them like a bar full of single people who are saying you only get in if you're single. So while you're on that hamburger and shake date, you didn't have in your pocket a bar being like, hey, we're still there's more people down here, you know, like you have to make that date good. Yeah, because there wasn't a lot. You weren't might not get a next date was there might not be another person nearby. Exactly. Correct. I and you had to make a commitment. You, yeah. If you, you were 21 or 22. Figure it out. Get well, also married. people weren't having sex like before marriage as much. Like you were a virgin when you got married. Yes, now we can tell everybody. <laughs> that. That's the show. I'm telling Jared, that's part And of you show. also told all of our followers multiple times. So <laughs> that's well, probably I, true. I talk about my mom, my mom's virginity once a week. So that's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> so boring. <laughs> we, was, we were so boring. It's beyond belief. But, but you know what? We were happy in our stupidity. That, well, that's ignorance is bliss. Um, 
And it, would you, I mean, do you feel any, Gail, do you feel any regret for that? No, I don't think so. The only regret I ever had is that I got married very young. So I never really followed a career path. My career was my, was my husband, my, eventually my children, which were close on to getting married. So I, I think that was the only regret. Maybe I should have gone, waited five years, done a little something, mm-hmm. and then proceeded on with a life. Because I'm wondering what your fears were. I think like our fears kind of like are, are, are a lot of, like our fears I think like are different, like generationally, like fears are totally different. So like, I think we live, um, like if you look at the thing called, there's a thing I think called the hope index. So it's like uh, hope in this country is at an all-time low. So like people are having less babies now because they're less hopeful for the future. Like I think like the uh, you know it's interesting to me I I think like people ignore like the economy of this. Like 50s 60s we're heading into boom town. It was you know, post war. It was post war and it was also it, it it was the norm. It was the yeah. norm to get out, go to college, don't go to college, but whatever. In your 20s, you got married, you found somebody. Didn't mean that it was your only marriage, unfortunately. And it still doesn't mean it anymore. There's, you can be around for a million years, find somebody, and then say, you know what? I made a mistake again. So um, yeah. I think it was just a matter of that's what your mother did, and that's what you do. Uh, yeah. So now it's a little different. And uh, maybe- but that's not to say the pressure hasn't gone away. Like you love that I'm pursuing a career, but then you're also like in another year, like you'll get married. Right. Well, like, you, you have don't- a time clock. <laughs> women, do have, women do have time clocks. Gail, that's a very work. that's a very controversial thing to say these days. I, don't <laughs> don't care. I, don't I know. Care. Listen, I, I'm with you. I, I the clocks are different. The and, clocks and you are see different, it. and the t- clocks are different for men too. Because you know totally. what, you have no patience when you're 40 to raise a family. It becomes much more difficult as you get older to have patience. Wait, why? Because you're you're into your career, basically. Mm. You're really into your career. And you don't feel like sitting on the floor and pushing around a toy truck. <laughs> so, so you allocate it to- It's harder to like over. stand back up. It's, it's well, not harder yet when you're in yeah. your 40s, but you you might not want to do it. Yeah. Gail, you're making me afraid. I'm 36. I'm just out of a relationship. Get on the, get on the stick. You got to I got to hurry up. Somebody. I got to find somebody. <laughs> Put somebody nice. That's, that's well, the that's the thing. That's the thing. That's the issue. Somebody has to be on your page. I know. And like, I think our generation too has dealt with watching like families that had to deal with divorce. And like, we're the first generation that watched, you know, a divorce be okay. And then, and then, and then you watch that and you go, well, I don't want to deal with that. You know, like, and, and that's not to besmirch someone whose family dealt with divorce. You dealt with what you had to deal with. Everyone has different things, but like, you know, I, I look at that. My parents are still together and like, I, and I, I watch them and that's like what I want. Like I want to have their future. But then you start thinking, you're like, wow, that that seems like such a mountain to climb. Like, Jared, there's no guarantees in life. I know. Well, thank you for making me more afraid. (laughs) No guarantees. All you have to do is hope. Like you're saying, you got to hope that you found the right person and make it work. That's it. Just jump off the cliff, I guess. Do you get a lot of pressure from your parents to settle down? No, my parents, they're like, we have a good... I'm very close with my family, as most people say. Like, I think everyone's close with their family in some way or another. But, you know, we're like I, my brother's four years younger than me. And it, we used to joke around. We go on vacation. I'd be like 30. My brother would be like 26. And we're like, same four. Just hang it. You know? like, <laughs> still us. <laughs> still us. Um, and now it, so we generally have a good time together. And like, yeah, you know, great. my family, like we're like, you know, we sit, we have a drink, we hang out, we we 
bust each other's chops. We, you know, it's very friendly. And that's kind of how my dad and his uh, mom was like, they were very, my dad and his mom and my my dad's mom and my mom were very close. So like, like we all traveled together and like, we that have was this, good like, family relationships. That's yeah. Right. And it's like, so it's like, that's another thing you're bringing someone into like a very closed off mm-hmm. group. And it's like, you know, is, 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 is the dynamic, like the dynamic of that is important to me as well. So that's like, you know, I'm not just dating someone, I'm dating someone for a crew, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's not the right, I don't think that's right no, of I me, but that's just what it is. You're not like the Kardashian Jenners, like we can calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I sure. think someone can fit in there. <laughs> you, I think someone, I know someone can, but I'm yeah. saying it's just like, I want that. That's what makes mm-hmm. me feel good. You know, yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to be the person that's like, Oh yeah, my brother's going off with my parents and his wife, and and I'm just like, have mm-hmm. fun. I'm gonna do our own thing. You know, I don't want that. Yeah. Do they have a specific like type in mind for you? And do you have a type that like you want for yourself? Um, like nice Jewish girl or like any- <laughs> my mom's my mom's all Jew all the way. She waves yeah. that flag all mm-hmm. the time. She like can't get off it. Um, it's important to my mom. My dad doesn't care. You yeah. know, my dad's just like my dad's like whatever. whatever yeah yeah yeah. um for me i i tend to feel that i have more in common with the jewish girl just as far as like like there's less to explain i do a joke on stage about just like how i dating a catholic girl like you become the expert on all things jewish which is like (laughs) i don't want to be that guy i don't even know what the fuck i'm talking about so like how would i and then you have to like make stuff up you know (laughs) so i i talk about that on stage i just like like i i remember I had a friend, like, like I went to summer camp. I, I had that childhood. And where'd you I, go to I, camp? Cedar in Maine. Oh, um, oh yeah, no, that was t- my son went to Tacos. Okay, Cedar, yeah, he used to play tennis against Cedar and beat them. That, well, <laughs> you heard a different story than I know. Uh, so um, yeah, Tacos, Cedar, Wildwood, those are the yeah. main camps. And right. I'm, I, you know, a lot of Boston people went. You know, Boston right. Jews went there. My dad went to Cedar. My brother went there. Oh, so like, um, so you know, I. I don't want to have to explain that relationship. Right. Yeah, well, he has to deal with you because you went to Trip Leg. Oh, you went to Trip Leg? Okay, yes. so you know you know the whole deal. Yeah, so I just, we, I left when I was 13. <laughs> oh, no, I actually did. I wasn't allowed to go to, that was like a social, right? Yeah, yeah, that was when yeah, all no. the camps went to one. We, we didn't. Well, I think my camp might have, but I think like they would do a shirt test on us. So like you would have to raise your hands up. And if your shirt went above your belly button, like you're out, you're not allowed to go. And every time I didn't do it on purpose. Every time they're like, nope, your shirt went above. And I was like, I'm not even raising my hands. I think Uh-oh. no one wants me to go, but Kim, this is a pro. How could you say this in front of Gail? <laughs> I've said much worse. Yeah. Right. Trust me. Gail's virgin ears are burning with your shirt test. So I wanted to get your opinion on some of the stuff we talk about on our podcast, like about different dating topics. Okay. Um, one thing we talk about is the reach and the look away. So like on a date, um, when the check comes out and it's time to pay, a lot of girls will do like the reach for their bag. Like, oh, can I split it with you? And then like with no intention of actually paying for anything Sure. Um, versus some people write in and say they do the look away, which is like the check comes and they like, don't even acknowledge it. Like look around the room, pretend it doesn't exist. One is one of those better than the other. And two, like, what do you recommend to people to do with like paying? So it's, it's different for everyone. Um, I would start at don't go on a date you can't afford. So never go on a date where you're stuck. Like why would you want to be in debt to someone or, you know, and I, I think there's power. You you have to 
I, th- I believe in owning, like, you want to have ownership of a date. So, like, I, I think, like, if you go on a date you can't afford, you're already losing. So, like, why would you? So, plan, I always say, plan on pay- paying the date. Plan on paying it, okay? But, you, don't, you know, your taste is your own. So, some people, they're like, I want to split the first date. I, I'm never going to tell, I'm never going to tell someone how to feel. Someone, there's other people that are like, I want to pay for the first date. There's other people that are like, I want a guy to pay for the first date, which I totally understand. Should the girl always offer regardless? I think it's okay to offer, but I, I, I it's, it's okay to not offer. But like, it's also okay to never go out with a guy who may, who, who asked you to split it. Right. If a guy, you know, so I think that has to be acknowledged. Like you're not a bad person for walking away from a first date going, it was good, but then he had me split it and I didn't like that. And that being the reason you don't go on the next date. Because a lot of, this gets into like, this like, th- this whole discussion gets into um, like, whether you're snooty or not, or too too choosy. It's like, no, 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 that's, you're allowed to feel however you feel. If I, like I go on a first date, I always, the way I would do it, I can only speak from the, my perspective It'd be like, I asked you, so of course I'm taking you out. Like, I, I got it, please. And if they offer, like, I don't think anything of that. Like, I like I think some people might, but, like, if someone's like, no, I let's split it, I'll go, no, I asked you, it's fine, please. I, I It's a pleasure. Okay, next thing, we have the Tylenol rule, which was based on a story that I had told in one of the early episodes when I was living with my grandma in Palm Beach, and there was a guy who lived in our building, and I kept bringing him Tylenol because, like, he wasn't feeling well, and he, like, would t- we were, like, kind of seeing each other and he would text me and be like I don't have any Tylenol and in a second I would be there to like drop some off and my grandma was like you're a simp like please stop like running Gail, out you were like it's it's too much it's uh, too much yeah. bring the Tylenol to you occasionally right, so yeah yeah why not that was the rule that like if I'm a hun- giving a hundred percent then like he should be, be bringing Tylenol back to me like giving a hundred percent back and it wasn't that way so the rule is basically like give a hundred get a hundred sure um, what are your okay. thoughts on that I I think that's good I I think like I don't believe in keeping score. Like, I, I think that's going to, like, set you up for, like, like failure. You're going to be losing every time. But, like, I do um, I do think it's okay to be like, hey, I'm not really – you can look back at things and go, what the fuck? I've been doing – now that I think about it, I'm doing everything. I'm making all the plans. I'm, I'm the one – like, it feels like I'm dragging someone into dating me. And I've been that guy. I've been the guy who's been dragged. I've been the guy who's had to drag someone. I've been on both sides of that equation. And Does it ever work? No, I don't. I don't think it works. I don't think. I think, you know, sometimes you get attached to the idea of someone as opposed to the reality of someone. And a lot of people check a lot of boxes, but they're not really there. You know, that they it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah so, so it's, it's not like, there for you. Yeah. So what what would you want? And also relationships aren't even they're not 50 50 and some people have to compromise no i think the man has to love you more than you love the man i'm very big on that because men don't really understand relationships as much as women they they think much differently right i agree with you gail because i i think here's the thing this the, the conversation that we're talking about gets it gets misconstrued i think a lot of times i think guys like to chase but they like to chase a standard they're not going to chase you. So, like, the idea of, like, I won't text him back because I want to show him he's got to chase. No, 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 no. There's too many options. I can go find a new girl that will text me back right away. But if you go on a great date and then so and then the guy texts you a week later, hey, I'm out right now. Let's hang out. And you say to him, 
yeah, I'm not going to do like that type of hangout. I, I, I'd like to go on a date. That's a different thing. Guys like to win the video game. We like to play video games. We like to win the level. We want to. Uh, we want to. Thick. We're fixers. We're. 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 We're competitors. So, if you have to be a mountain to be climbed, and and it's like, look at I. You know, you want to show off. Look at I climb that mountain, and and that's. I I think like sometimes it gets, a lot of times people, do that in the wrong way. Like you can you can ex- say what you want, and it doesn't have to be a big deal. Like. I want to go on dates with you. I want to get to know you. And if the guy's trying to get to know you in a way you don't feel good about. Don't go out with him anymore. See, like she she would say don't go out with him, but I would be like, you can change his mind. And I know it sounds stupid. He's telling you the same thing. You do not change anybody's mind. But what if they're like on the seat like teetering? I think he changed your mind. Exactly. He's basically saying like, like a lot of times what happens is you'll go on a great first date with a guy and you'll be like, and then you may make out on a street corner and then he's like, we should go out again. And you're like, great. And now you're tech, you're in this like weird text situation. You're just texting, texting, texting. And then you're like, what's your plan this week? And he's like, oh, I'm so busy, but I'm going to be out on Saturday night. Vicky knows and, your date. <laughs> I know your date. And uh, I'm going to be out on Saturday night is like something he would say. And then you, we should meet up. We should meet up. What does that mean? Thank you, Gail. Well, Gail, Gail, not to be crude, crude, not to be crude, but it means um, let's hang out and and get naked together later. Yeah. Let's get naked together without me buying you dinner is really what it is. Let's get naked together without um, this counting as a second date. So he's basically giving you a contract offer for casual. And if you meet up with him, you're kind of agreeing to the, to the casual contract. And that's not to say you can't go to the serious contract, but if you keep agreeing to casual contracts, he's going to go, what the, I don't have to offer. I don't have to negotiate. I don't have to make a commitment. Yeah. So, and, and it's like, listen, we all can have casual. The casual is fun like that, but I'm just saying like, but I'm, if, if what you want is serious and you keep settling for casual, I don't think he's going to, you're not changing his mind because you know, why would he change his mind? He's getting everything he wants. Yeah, I think that's really smart. It just seems like 99.9% of guys are in this camp today of like casual. Well, I would I would say also 99% of women are in uh, are on a team of not of not wanting to get uh, their feelings hurt. Right. right. So so it's easier to not get your feelings hurt and agree to casual than to say, hey, um, and, and it's OK to be positive. Like I, I like I think the most respectful thing in the world is to go, listen, that sounds like a ton of fun, but I already have plans for tonight. I'd love to get dinner this week, but just let me know when and where. You can, you, uh, sometimes people go so negative because they take it personally. Like, he's not doing it to you because he sees you as this floozy. <laughs> you know, he's not like, right, right, he, didn't right. to, he didn't go on a date with you and be like, oh, I'm, oh, she's one of those casual women. Like, that's not how he's thinking. Again, men think 10 minutes ahead of time. He's just thinking everyone could be casual. It's not about you. And I think a lot of people take it personally. And it's like, I think if you if you say like, hey, I think you're a great guy. You're just doing what dogs do. And, <laughs> you know, dog's going to eat. Dog's going to bark. Dog's going to say, hey, you out. So. <laughs> well, do you remember what you up means? That's the name of Jared's podcast. No. You when someone texts you up no. at like midnight. No, I don't remember. So a you up text Gail is when like a guy's out or a woman, anyone can say, and basically they're out, they're a little drunk and they send someone a text that says you up basically insinuating like, 
let's meet up now and have sex. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I get it. Gail um, okay. just got so disappointed in society. <laughs> so sad. It's so, so funny. Sad. <laughs> you give the best advice ever, which is why I listen oh, to everything you. that you do. And now I'm so happy we get to talk because I get to like personal. I've definitely written in questions. I, I hope Gail thinks so too. I just try to like, I just try to, you know what? I, when I talk about these things, it's, 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 I, I sound bad and I, I do understand a lot of these subjects are icky, like, and they're easier for me to say. I think you're giving a very good male perspective. Mm -hmm. I appreciate and that's that. very important because I think without that, it can't only be the woman's side. It's mm -hmm. it's definitely that's your side and and it's good. And, and it's good and, for the people to, to listen to it. And a lot of men don't like talking about these right. things. Well, and, men and can't Aaron, talk about it. Most men can't. They can't. And that's kind of my job is like a lot of men come to my shows and I'll talk about dating stuff and they're just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like I I'm, I'm trying to voice the male opinion in in an, in an edible way because it is gross. Like it's like it's like, you know, a lot of it's, it has to do with sex. It has to do with, you know, societal like like a lot of the society things like women get like this, this societal um, um, excuse. excuse pressure but like but they get the excuse of having societal there's pressure. both societal pressure like on both sides that's what i'm saying men don't get that excuse a lot of times where it's like oh you have to be a provider you have to have you know like you know i i start i bring up money a lot in this situation because men have that pressure like listen i have a friend she was like she was single and she was like forbes 30 under 30 and she's like i only get asked about who am i dating and it's like you know that how annoying that is she's like i i and she's crushing it in her career, but that's the reality of society. I, as a man, only get asked about my job. So there's another problem with that. Like to say, like you, you might wish for the other side of it, but with that comes the pressure of like, I better be successful or the person I'm with will not look highly of me. I won't be able to like give them nice things or provide nice things. Like, and I want to do that. Like, you know, like you want to be able to be in a position where you're not the loser of some sort of group. And that doesn't, you know, that's um, that's more on your own demons. And that's why you're going to get a lot of times I'm so busy with work. It's not I'm busy with work. I am worried that I will not be successful enough to be able to have a woman like you in the future. That's a good, good way answer. to put it. Jared, you're terrific. Thank oh, you so, so much. so much success in your, in your oh, comedic career. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, that was another great episode of Excuse My Grandma. Please check out our website, excusemygrandma.com. Follow us on Instagram at excusemygrandma and on TikTok. And we will see you next week. Bye.